The most common personal question I get asked here on this channel by far is, hey Jameson, do you have any Nordic heritage? And while there's nothing wrong with this question, it doesn't bother me, offend me, trigger me, what have you, in any way, I did want to use this question as an opportunity to explore why I think so many folks, especially Americans, tend to gravitate towards Nordic music and Nordic culture in general. And to me, the most interesting part about all of this that I'm going to talk about here is that I think it has way less to do with blood heritage or blood ancestry than most of us eventually come to believe. But before I go down this rabbit hole, let's just answer the damn question. No. I have no significant Nordic heritage. I'm your typical North Sea mutt who descends primarily from the Irish and the Germans who flooded Maryland and the Mid-Atlantic here in the States in the mid-1800s. I have my dad's last name, which you can trace back to Northumbria, but my mom's dad was Bowerman from Prussia, which in the mid-1800s can mean anything from Westphalia to Lithuania. And then on top of that, my mom's mom uh, was a Murphy from Wexford in Ireland. At most, I can answer this that my family comes from places that were settled and bullied by Vikings, and that my great-grandmother does come from Sweden, but all of this is a very, very small drop in the blood and heritage bucket compared to the very Irish and German family customs that I did grow up with. So if I'm so comfortable with having negligible amounts of the coveted Nordic blood, why am I one of the most dedicated and passionate Scandophiles on the internet? Doesn't that contradiction bother me at all? Honestly, not in the slightest. On the contrary, I think being this comfortable with my lack of meme-worthy Viking blood offers me a pretty unique perspective from which I can talk about why some Americans, particularly those who don't really have any Nordic heritage, are so often drawn to dreams and fantasies of Nordicness. And just so that there's no pretense here, I'm very clearly in this camp, so if you're wondering or cautious if I'm about to start putting people down who feel this way, just stick around with me on this rhetorical journey and you'll find that I'm actually trying to do quite the opposite. Now I'm going to generalize here for the sake of discussion and say that most obsessions and fixations on not just the Vikings, but even on other historical peoples like the Celts, the Samurais, the Spartans, the Picts, and so many more, start with a very simple feeling, disenfranchisement with modernity. This disenfranchisement can manifest at first in many different ways. Rolling your eyes at unchecked consumerism, too many commercials genuinely makes you angry, refusing to eat anything that comes from a factory, learning folk music from your ethnic heritage, or even just taking up fishing. But for many of us, this is just where it starts. And eventually, we crave something a little bit deeper. Now, while there are many reasons why people can and do go down the Nordic culture, Nordic heritage rabbit hole, I'm going to keep this conversation focused on those that are in this camp that I'm talking about right now. Those in this camp, we who do crave something deeper than what we have today, eventually set out on our own seeking knowledge and trying to learn more about pre-modern and pre-Christian cultures. And us Americans usually all start at the same place our family heritage, our connection to the old world. 
And I'm going to take a little bit of a side note, side rant here and say that honestly, this is something that I have seen repeatedly. Europeans have a lot of trouble understanding about Americans. For years, I've been the annoyed spectator or bystander to a group of Europeans having a good laugh at Americans who care about their heritage. I'm going to take this opportunity right now to urge Europeans to be a little bit more open-minded about these sorts of things. These parts of being an American. Of course, if an American literally thinks they're German, as German as a German native because their last name is Schmidt, despite the fact that they probably couldn't place Germany on a map, and is incredibly obnoxious about it, then yes, have a laugh about it. But 99% of the time, trust me, that American will know that they aren't literally a German citizen, okay? But it's a connection that they have with where their family came from that is often so much more strong and so much more meaningful than the connection they feel with the Walmart up the street. Now to take this a little bit further, of course, while this is not all Europeans, I know plenty of Europeans who understand and are sympathetic with this part of American culture or identity or behavior. But for those who are really hesitant or suspicious of Americans who identify with a culture outside of America, I have noticed a pretty stubborn trend of underestimating just how much someone's family heritage actually does affect their upbringing. This upbringing and the traditions that these people grew up with can be as subtle as a Christmas tradition or as overt as a small New Hampshire town that a friend of mine is from that still casually speaks Finnish and even has a community recipe for Pua, right? And regardless of how small, this heritage is still there. And that little bit can mean a whole lot to an American that is feeling completely rootless. Now, I know this is kind of a sidestep from the original topic at hand, but I think this is an important preface uh, for talking about why Americans identify with Nordicness, right? And I've also just been bottling this up for so long, I was just looking for any opportunity to uh, let it out. Now, if I can just tie a nice little bow around this tangent, I would just urge Europeans that refuse to even humor the idea that Americans can keep some connection with their family heritage beyond their last name. Just keep in mind that it's almost a tenet of the modern American experience to struggle with one's own identity, culture, and heritage thanks to the post-World War II America discouraging ethnic European pride or heritage for the sake of one big happy America. But in this search for heritage and identity that so many Americans embark on as we grow up, we do inevitably run into a sort of problem for those of us who are explicitly looking for something pre-modern or more earthen. We eventually hit historical bedrock. What I mean by this is that unfortunately, due to the relentless march of modernity and Christianity's lack of tolerance for coexisting with other spiritualities or religions, there's just so much we don't know about most pre-modern European cultures, especially North European cultures with one very notable exception in the Vikings. The Celts, Germans, Picts, Anglo-Saxons, Gauls, Slavs, none come even close to leaving us the same amount of cultural evidence and material left by those who we broadly refer to as the Vikings. Now those with Southern and Eastern European heritage of course have the Romans and the Greeks to look to, but for those of us with North European heritage, as Einar Selvig of Arjuna likes to say, it's dangerous to climb a tree without roots. And roots are what we were searching for in the first place. And because we have so little left of anyone else from Northern Europe, the Vikings and the Iron Age Scandinavians give us the only remotely clear crystal ball through which we can glean knowledge of how our ancient North European ancestors lived 
thought and believed. And on top of this, the stuff that the Vikings left us is pretty friggin' cool, right? Uh, it's got plenty of stuff for people who are disenfranchised with modern life to latch onto and to sort of fixate on. One of the most important parts of this, of course, is the surprising amount of animist or earth-based spirituality that one can find in the Iron Age Scandinavian spiritualities. If you want to learn more about this, head on over to Runa Rasmussen's Nordic Animism channel. Uh, he's a good friend of the channel. Uh, pretty swell guy too, uh, very knowledgeable on the subject. So if you want to learn more about animism or like earth and spirituality from the Viking Age and the Nordic peoples, head on over to Nordic Animism. Now with all of this, we've finally arrived at the first part of our answer. We choose the Vikings because we want to learn something more earthen and more ancient, and they are the ones who left us with the most to learn from. Now, unfortunately, this quest for roots and cultural heritage does eventually mix with an unsavory Anglo-American fetish that is worth checking. The obsession with blood heritage and blood ancestry. Now, because of how ingrained it is in our Anglo-American culture that heritage and ancestry comes from blood, literal blood, too many Americans think, okay, wait, wait, wait. In order for me to appropriately and validly relate to the Vikings or learn from Viking culture, I must have Viking blood, or else I'm a poser. This has become such a meme that it's even used in DNA test commercials here in the States. The image of some guy celebrating over his discovered 1% Norwegian DNA that he just found out through the mail. You just can't deny the prevalence of a claim to Viking blood amongst this subculture. Now, Matthias Nordvig, senpai Nordvig, uh, has talked about this whole issue of blood ancestry extensively over on his podcast, The Sacred Flame Podcast. So if you want to learn more about this, then head on over there to check that out, as he worded it much more thoughtfully and more in-depth than I can hope to here. What I will highlight and add here in this video, though, is that this encourages Americans like us to search for even the smallest trace of Nordic heritage. Again, that proverbial 1%. Because so long as we have that 1%, we are free to be interested in, connect with, practice, and fantasize about that small trace of Nordicness that we have to hold on to as if it's our deed to some imagined land in a pristine Swedish valley. But here's the thing. From the beginning, this was never about blood. And even if it was, there is no deed, and there is no Swedish valley or Norwegian hutta waiting for you over there. This whole story started with disenfranchisement from modernity, with a deep-rooted desire to learn more about where we come from, because we refuse to come from McDonald's, strip malls, and post-Reagan-era degeneracy. Through this, we landed on Vikings because they are, as funny as it is to put it this way, the best teachers we have about that ancient, earthen way of North European life before everything went, in our view, to complete shit. But I'm here to let you in on a beautiful secret. You don't need to have Nordic blood to be a student of the Skalds or Ancient Elders. You don't need to have Nordic blood to embody the lessons of the Halvamal. But most of all, you don't need to have Nordic blood to use the cultural memory and heritage of the Vikings as a way to peer into the past to learn more about that ancient way of life that inspires us more than our concrete holding pens ever could. This is why so many of us were drawn to the imagined history of the Vikings in the first place. For inspiration, not for blood. Now, as for what any of this has to do with a Nordic music channel outside of the obvious, there's actually quite an important connection between this Viking-based subculture and music that many in it take for granted, if not just plain overlook. Music 
especially the music of bands like Varjuna, Heilung, Folket Bortovor, Nordavinden, is the adhesive that holds this international counterculture of Viking-based anti-modernists and medieval enthusiasts alike together in a very real way. It's our mutual language to relate with each other, and it quite literally brings us together for concerts, music festivals, and album releases. This is part of the reason that I love what I do here on the channel. But in a more ineffable way, music communicates and relates to something much deeper that deserves its own video to talk about. For as many poets and musicians have agreed on for centuries, if not millennia, music begins where words end. Unless, of course, you are a stubborn musicologist like myself who will be tackling the very topic of Viking music, both new and ancient, in the next video. And so guys, if you made it this far, thank you so very much for coming with me on this journey. Um, hopefully I've given you something to think about or talk about, um, and if I have, leave it down in the comments because I would love for this to start a more open conversation about why people are drawn to Nordic stuff uh, outside of just, oh, that 1% Norwegian DNA. So thank you guys so much for watching. Truly appreciate it. I'm hoping to do more videos like this in the future. If you want to support the channel, like, share, subscribe. If you want to support it more directly, head on over to patreon.com slash baldscald uh, to join the Patreon and take part in the story times, the courses, and uh, join the newsletter that is coming up. So thank you guys for watching. And as always, I will see you next time here on the Nordic Sound channel.